I'm Ben Amoa, and you're listening to the Oracle Podcast, where your story matters. Hey, so my name is Paul Mignard. I am 44 years old. I'm married with two children and I live in Central Virginia. By day, I'm a web developer and I own a small company where I do that, mostly in the e-learning space. But in the morning at the evenings, I draw pictures of people and quotes for sketchy sermons. Awesome. And you are, yes, as you just mentioned on Instagram, sketchy sermons. Um, Everyone's probably wondering, whoever listens to it, I'm sure people who listen to this podcast have heard of you. If not, go check that page out. How did Sketchy Sermons come to begin? What was your goal with that? Like, yeah, just please unpack, take your time. Man, goals. That's a <laughs> that's an interesting one. So it began yeah, uh, like five or six years ago. I found myself in church, not really paying attention, right? So kind of drifting. Um, and I remember at a point, like actually grabbing a tithing envelope and taking notes, right? So um, I took a certain kind of notes, which a lot of people know as sketch notes, which isn't like your traditional college notes. It, it, it kind of incorporates pictures and boxes and really kind of reduces the information down to the, the main points. Um, from there, I really started kind of getting into that. Like it, I, I found it helped me focus on what was going on. I found that um, the message that was being preached, I would actually remember it. You know, usually it was, <laughs> I was kind of that stereotypical, like as I was walking out of the church, like if I could remember the name of the sermon, like I was doing good, but I found that by sketch noting and paying attention and drawing during the service, it was helping me retain what's going on. Um, from there, I started posting it on social media, you know, mostly Facebook. I had an Instagram page, but I'd never been on there. Um, and then it just kind of kept growing. So I kept posting them and then I kept making goals with myself to do more. So at first it kind of started out like as I had time, I would post them. And then it, then I made a, you know, a concerted effort, like, you know what, I'm going to do this once a month and make sure that I get something up. And then it turned into once a week. Um, and it just kept kind of steamrolling from there. So where it is now, uh, I, I kind of went through a process where the sketch notes themselves were a little too much information for social media. Cause I would have these long drawn out series of notes, you know, the different bullet points, the verses I, I found as people are swiping, nobody's got time for that. So I started reducing it down to like single quotes. Um, and from there I started picking up quotes uh, from all kinds of faith-based and, and Christian people from Twitter and Instagram and wherever else. And now I get a lot of recommendations or whatnot, but it's kind of grown um, a little bit. So now it's kind of turned into a discipline, you know, four to five days a week, I post a, a quote from a person on sketchy sermons. And usually there's a pretty interesting discussion around it. Um, and it's just kind of gone on from there. How did, uh, like, do you feel like there's something to it? Like you using these random, like a gift that people don't usually tell you, like you can use this for God. Like, what gave you that confidence in that? Because like, I feel like for me going to church, I only felt like if I'm serving God, it's going to be preaching scripture, reading, or learn how to sing or do music. Right. Um, and you're using this amazing gift to do God's work, to share people's share messages, you know, and uh, that's such a huge, important thing. But like, were you nervous at first? Were you like, man, this is so random. Or like, was this something that like, you know, like, 
just how did you gain the confidence in such a skill that people usually don't put in spiritual spaces to do it spiritually? Yeah. So um, I set the bar really low, like on the ground when I started this, I didn't have any, you know, cause it was something for me. Like I, I think if I would have started out with sketchy sermons, like, Hey, I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to post content and I'm going to grow and blah, blah, blah. I don't think it would have gone anywhere. Um, you know, literally my intentions were, I'm going to do this thing as a discipline for myself um, in the service. So I actually can understand what's being spoken about. Um, and the same thing with the quotes, you know, the quotes, when I started kind of wrestling with it, you know, I, I, I don't use the word deconstructing because I wasn't deconstructing anything, but I wanted to learn more about the things that I believed in and why I believed in them. And so I would start posting things along that, or just interesting things that I found in the Bible, you know, as you go through, I feel like a lot of times we kind of gloss over little parts, but as I went into things, I was like, what's the Nephilim, you know, what's an angel? Like what's, you know, what are these weird things that are talked about in the Bible that nobody explores? Um, so I almost reversed it. I was like, you know what, I'm not going to do this for attention and I'm not going to do it for money. I had a real anti-money bent on it for a long time. Um, cause I didn't want it to be about that. I wanted it to be my own expression. And really I was okay if, at the end of the year, I had no followers and no likes or no comments, but I had the posts that I made because it, it at least meant that I was growing and learning something. Um, as far as combining the, the different things, yeah, that one, you know, that's, that's a total God thing because, you know, honestly, I've, I've always illustrated and I've always had a drawing ability, but it was never good enough to do it on its own. You know what I mean? Like, like I was always a hobbyist. I had tried every now and then like, oh, I'm going to get into illustration, but there's so much to it where it's like, ugh, like it, it was too much to learn. I wasn't there. It wasn't something I was going to be a pull off and it almost combining it with sketching and with sermon notes and with all that, um, it kind of provided a place for me to lower the skill that I needed to actually do it. So, you know, the, you know, I don't color my, my sketch notes, uh, part of it's because I'm colorblind, but the other part of it is because it's like not the point. So it's almost like I could take this skill that on its own isn't super great. It isn't, you know, fantastic, but I combine it with the word of God. And now it's doing something that's different, you know, because now you hit the scroll, you hit the feed and it's not the same thing. You know, everybody's kind of doing the Canva post, right? Like, oh, here's a beautiful picture from Unsplash. I'm going to put a Bible verse up here. Like there's a thousand of those and everybody's doing it and they're great and they're edifying. Um, but once you've seen one, you've kind of seen a lot of them. Right. So it was my way of introducing something that was, you know, somewhat unique um, with godly wisdom and kind of, you know, putting them together, so to speak. So I, I I've got a, you know, an, I've got a theory that you can do this with a lot of things. I think they call it talent stacking, but you take, you take parts of things that you can do and you don't have to be great in all of them, but once you start combining them together, all of a sudden you've got something kind of special there. So, you know, like, like people who can write, you know, it, it's really hard to become an author and it's really hard to write a book. Um, but people that can put ideas together really succinctly, I found on Twitter, especially can like gain an audience like that. So it's, 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 you know, I don't know if the confidence was ever there. It's almost the benefit of not having a lot of followers is that it doesn't matter. You can experiment and play with things and figure it out. Um, and it doesn't matter. So no, I mean, that it came about, I mean, there was never, I want to make sure I dispel the myth that there was never a, <laughs> a plan from the beginning. Like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to combine quotes 
and drawings and it's going to do this. And then I'm going to have 10,000 followers in no time. And it was like, mm -mm, it was none of that. It was like, well, let me play around with this. Let me play around with that. Um, and through the process, and, and really, I think it works or it worked because the discipline part of it, I'm really big on that. Like, I, I don't think it works because I like, oh, man, I got this one viral one and it hit and I got all these followers. You know, you post them every day consistently over and over again. You build an audience. People start showing up and talking about it. So um, I don't know if that's the secret formula, you know, for discovering your gifts that you want to use uh, for the kingdom. But it's definitely a place to start. I think a lot of people put that bar so high. Um, and I do it, too. I'm doing it right now because right now I'm like trying to figure out video on on social media because that seems to be where everything's going and i'm going through this process of like what does video look like what what's my part in it um and i get it you can get to the point where you're almost in your head too much you know and it's like there's almost like a little like all right this is going to be imperfect but if i do it prayerfully and with the right heart to do it then god will use it somehow yeah wow i think you've hit uh, some interesting things there that I think it's a beautiful beginning because one, I just want to point out just this concept of us using our skills and combining it to try and serve God is I think one of the best ways for us to figure out what our gifts are. Um, there's little things that we already have. There's things, there's sparks in us that already exist and uh, we some don't know what to do with them. And I think if we find this peace in just like, how can I do it to try to help out God or help someone else know a little bit about Jesus in some way, I think it'll expound like, uh, like endlessly beyond anything. And I love just the fact of you sharing just that discipline part, uh, not seeking to grow an audience, not seeking to um, have a bunch of followers, but mastery. And I think just keeping yourself accountable, which is so amazing because I think, especially in this day where we create so often and we're filled with social media, there's like this pressure to like, I want to create so that, this many people see it rather than I want to create just to get better. I want to create just to uh, find my groove in it. It's like, I need, I, I'm not successful unless I have this number of stuff, this, 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 this. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think people like get it twisted because they, they set the wrong goals. Cause the goal, the goal for me is always things that I can accomplish. So when I set a goal, like you had mentioned, like, like goals early in the year, you know, my goal is to post a certain amount of times. Like last year, I wanted to make sure I had 200 posts, which came around to about 18 posts a month, um, you know, to, to hit that. And that's something that I can hit like, okay, with enough effort and discipline and time, I can hit that. If my goal was, I want to get to 50,000 followers, I think I'd be frustrated and upset. And, you know, honestly, I don't even think that would, that's not a kingdom thinking when you're like, oh, I want to get this. I want to get this, like, I want to receive, you know, for God. And it's like, you're, I think we're going down a weird path there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, I want to make this, this amount of following. I want to build this. Like, like, are you, are you serving God then? Or are you, which is fine. You could serve yourself. If your if your goal is like, Hey, I want to blow up on social media. Uh, you know, you do you, but if your goal is to serve the kingdom, then it's almost like some of that stuff has to go away and you just got to show up. Like you showing up is what serves the kingdom. Um, Cause I think, you know, some people, I, I got the question not that long ago and somebody was like, wow, what's it like to have 10,000 followers? And it's like, if you're thinking like that, like put that out of your head. Cause it's, it's, it's not going to work. Like just drop down, you know, the, the expectations that you have of other people 
just do what you feel God is putting on your heart and set goals that you can accomplish in yourself. So if your goal is like, like, oh, I have music and I want to, and I want to write songs for the Lord, like, all right, make your goal be, I want to write a song a week and post it. And don't worry about the likes, the follows, the comments and all that stuff. And you'll succeed. Wow. That's such a hard thing, but it's such an important thing. You know, I think we can't help but see um, numbers, especially for other people around us. Um, and it's hard for us to disassociate that for us from our success. Um, it's really difficult just to move without even re reflecting on how well we're doing. Or if I don't have more than 100 likes, I'm not successful. Or if I don't have this many people following and seeing my stuff, I'm not successful. And so I don't even, I, I, if you can even identify what is the first thing you have to do so that you just fully can just commit to the craft, commit to serving without feeling that, that pull that everyone else is being pulled by, because especially, like we're always all called to create and we're creating our own ways, but it's easy to stop creating when you feel like you're not getting any response. Right. Yep. Yeah. A hundred percent. And, and really anybody in that position, like my advice to them is always to like, put your, you got to drop your standards way down. Like, I know, I know people will say, you know, like the engagement rate, like, oh, if you're five to 10% or blah, like, forget all that. Like if you, if you need a metric to go by, if you can get one, like, like, like just be happy with that. And it's amazing. Like God will literally change your mind. And it's one of those gratitude exercises. Like, man, somebody like, thank you. Some, somebody validated this. And, you know, it's, it's like when you, when you start a business and you get that first dollar, that's not from your mom. Right. And it's like, man, somebody out there believes in what I'm doing. And it's like, I don't know, sometimes you're right. I think the comparison, the, the comparison thing gets you. I think the, you know, the, the whole being on social media, you do get this element of, of, of like, oh man, why am I not bigger? Like I'm doing as much as this guy. Why am I not bigger than that? And it's a real prayerful thing to get that all out of your head, you know, I, and I make sure when I do this, when I make these drawings, you know, it's, you know, sometimes they do blow up. Sometimes you do get a few thousand likes, or sometimes you do get a few hundred comments and sometimes you don't. Um, but I find that's where like, you know, the discipline, not only of making, but of praying about it, like literally just the I'm going to, I've done this thing. I've created it. I'm going to put it out in the world and whatever God wants to do with this. If it's nothing, <laughs> that's fine. Like I've done my part. Like, and I find that because I, because I can go down that road too. I'm not immune to this. I'm not like a, you know, a Christian monk. That's like, I have no you know feelings about the outside world. I can fall prey to it too, but I usually find that's where I'm not, you know, I'm not praying about it. I'm not showing a sign of gratitude. I'm not, you know, doing this for the right reasons. And there's been times where, you know, I've started to go down a, down a road where I'm like drawing a picture and I'm like, am I doing this? Cause I really want to address this topic or because this quote really speaks to me, or am I doing this because this is like a high follower, you know, person. And I'm hoping to get some of that, some of that clout. Um, and there's been times where I've, I've tossed away drawings. I'm like, you know what, I'm, this isn't right. This isn't the right person. I'm not doing this for the right reason. I'm just going to walk away today and, and go on. Um, and really, you know, it's, it's, you, you got to stay in communion with the Lord on that. If you're not, I don't know, it's, it sounds kind of trite, right? Like, Oh, just make sure you pray and do this stuff. But, but you, you can go down the wrong path so quick. And I mean, it's like everything, right. And, you know, if you start a business, like I'm going to start this business for the Lord, 
you know, you can find yourself in that position where you're making decision, like, am I doing this for the Lord? Or am I doing this, you know, at the expense of somebody else, so I can make some more money. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's like anything else. You just got to keep that attitude of gratitude and the, the prayerful going and, and it'll all work out. And so actually that leads me just a personal curious thing. I'm just wondering, how do you filter through every, everything that's out there, all the sermons, all the messages, all the little snippets that people share? How do you choose? Like, this is what I want to do. This is the person, this message, or like, are you listening to just a thousand sermons a week? Like, how do you process <laughs> that? It's a, uh, you know, it's changed, you know, the way that I'll do it now, I keep this folder on my desktop of, you know, tweets and videos and quotes. I, I have a number of people send me stuff now. So, you know, if, if it hits me, if it's interesting, like, oh, okay, I'll hold on to that. And I, and I try to keep that, uh, you know, my, my whole byline as I draw interesting people saying interesting things. So I, I try not to do a hundred percent Christian. Um, reason being is I, I kind of follow that, that line of like all, all truth is God's truth. So I'll use, I'll use anybody. Like if, if you're speaking the word of the Lord, like, I don't care, you could show up on here. And, and sometimes it happens. I, I think I've drawn, you know, I had an adventure time one, not that long ago. And it, and it was a really, you know, it was more fun, you know, trying to liven things up. Um, but no, it's, you know, when I, when I wake up in the morning, if I don't already have something planned, I, I try not to be too contextual, you know, like a lot of times in, christian circles like we're all kind of talking about the same thing right like if like if you're on twitter on monday you were talking about michael todd just straight up everybody was talking about him and so i try not to hit some of those like i don't want anybody to come to a thing and not understand what it is because they weren't there at that time you know what i mean like i try to make more evergreen type stuff to where um different people at different times can run upon it and see it um no, it's a lot of times it's, you know, I pull up the folder, I see what's in there. If it hits me, you know, I, I go with it, I pray about it and then boom, we're, we're off to it. So usually the day that I post them is the day I create them. I used to do it ahead of time, but <laughs> I found myself getting too excited. Like, at, like right after it's done, like, oh my gosh, I got to post this right now. So earlier on, I was, I would start posting like two a day because I would get so pumped about it. But like, oh, I got to get this right out. But so now I do it the morning of, um, but no, I mean, honestly, it was funny for a while there or a while ago, there was always that feeling comic artists will say this a lot where they'll like write a comic and they'll be like, that's it. That's the last one. I write. I got nothing else. I'm totally dry. And there's times where it's like, man, are, did I hit all the Christians? Have I drawn them all? And it's like, man, you hit a vein and then like dozens of new authors and preachers and pastors and intellectuals and theologians open up. And then they open up and it's like, there are so many people out there saying so many amazing things about culture and the kingdom and everything else. Like I couldn't, I couldn't even help to draw them all. Yeah. Not even including the hundreds of thousands of churches that are silently doing their work, doing the Lord's work, you know, that, that, you know, are faithfully serving and doing everything else. So, um, sorry, I'm kind of rambling a little bit. No, I love but that. The, I think it is endless. And like, I thank you so much for sharing your process with Sketchy Service because I think anyone who's listening to this, if they're in the process of creating, I think they can substitute their craft. Uh, they can substitute Sketchy Servants with their craft and figure out like, what do they need to do? And I love even just what you just said there, you choose a thing, you pray for it, and then you start doing it. And I think like just even that simple practice, that simple discipline will go a long way 
to keep us in the right mindset as we create. I want to ask you a little bit, Paul, about your life and like your journey. Um, you are now uh, a, a public kind of Christian contributor, whether you see it that way or not, it's true. And so how did you get to this point? What was your life like growing up? When did God become uh, a concept that was intentional for you that now this is what you do even in your free time in the in your schedule? How, what was your journey on understanding Christ? Yeah, so that's kind of interesting. Um, I think like like everybody, I've got one of those like up and down deals, you know, where it's like you 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 catch on fire, you kind of fizzle out, you go up and down. Um, so I was saved in high school. So I grew up in Las Vegas. I grew up on the West Coast. Um, my dad was was in the Air Force, so we moved all around. Like we lived in Germany. Uh, he retired out in Vegas, so that's where I grew up. Um, I was saved in high school at the Las Vegas Church of Christ, which if you're not familiar with the Church of the Christ, Church of Christ, I always consider them like the, <laughs> they're almost like the special forces of churches, right? Like they don't allow instruments in their worship because instruments are, you know, blah, 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 you know, like it's, it's a little intense. <laughs> so I started that. Um, I joined the army after I got out of high school. Um, that's when I got married. Uh, I rededicated my life to Christ um, in the army before I got married. Um, and my wife and I were, were married. We now live in Lynchburg, Virginia. Um, obviously, Thomas Road, you know, like if, if you're into churches, <laughs> Lynchburg, Virginia, it's got you covered. They got all kinds of churches. Like we got them all. We got everything. Um, but around like that 2000, 2015, 2016 timeframe, um, that's where that's when sketchy sermons started, but it also started me quite. I hate to use the word questioning because again, I don't I don't want to go down that like deconstruction road. Like I was never questioning God. I was never questioning um, his his blessings on our life. I was never questioning the faith. I you know still like all right, I'm a depraved individual like that needs the the savior a hundred percent. So I never questioned that, but I I started questioning everything else. Like why do I believe this? Like you know, all the secondary stuff that, that doesn't require, you know, it doesn't require you to believe this to be saved. Like, I don't, I don't subscribe to the, like, like the Ken Ham, like you have to believe in a young earth or else you're not a Christian. Um, kind of going against a bunch of that stuff where I was like, well, what, what does the Bible say about this? What does it say about that? And, and just exploring the different things on there. Um, and really, you know, I know, I know part of this is like my, my theme, right? So my, my theme, a lot of people would think is creativity. Um, which, which is part of it, but really it's curiosity. Cause it's like, what, what does the Bible say about this? What does it say about that? What is it silent on? What does it speak to? Um, and really just enjoying that journey. You know, I feel like I've gotten to the place where I really like reading the Bible, you know, and I will say for a long time, it was a duty, right? Like, like, oh, I, you know, my churches were reading the Bible in a year. I got to make sure I get through it or, you know, I'm not a good Christian if I don't spend 15 minutes a day reading some verse or something. But now it's like you open this thing up and you explore this word and it is crazy in some areas, right? Like I mentioned before about angels and the Old Testament. I love just randomly finding things about in there, kind of like the Michael Heisner, Heiser, Heisner might be Heiser, Michael Heiser, like his whole, like if it's not, if it's weird, it's important kind of thing. And I just, I found myself just really enjoying those elements to it. So I, I find myself in this, this area of Christianity now where I'm just, I love listening to different people and hearing what they think. 
and even the disagreements like i know there's a lot of like christian enemies which is kind of weird that that do battle online um but i find myself you know exploring those different ideas like why does this side think like this and why does that side like think like that but more interesting to me is the the things that people find similar between the both sides and i feel like my quotes kind of dance that line sometimes um and even the people i choose because i feel like everything's so binary on social media where it's just really easy to take you know there's one guy like i'll put a paul washer quote up there and it's like oh okay like like he's a reformed calvinist and we got it you know blah 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 but then you take somebody like uh uh robert madu you know from from texas and it's like like oh he's a da, 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 da. but it's like i don't know they're they're both saying biblical truth right? Like, let's, let's explore that part of what they're talking about. So, you know, I try not to be a universalist, right? Like, I'm not like, oh, everybody's got their own truth. And everybody's got this. But um, I don't know, I just, I'm really curious in what people think and why they think it, and their their explanations for it. So I think a lot of what I do now is, is like, okay, here's this thing I read in the Bible. Here's this thing that people saying, like, how do they line up and just enjoying that process. And so how have you been able to approach curiosity without feeling discontent because a lot of t- the time we end up realizing like you know like why do I do believe in this thing or why have I been doing this or why have I just accepted this but then instantly this feeling of like you know almost like being wronged can come in our hearts or this feeling of like being led astray if you see that there's more truths out there or there's different things that people say so like you get this discontent, but you seem to positively move through it. So how did you approach that in a way that you've still stayed committed and happy and positive while learning? Like there's all these different things, the way the church I grew up in, that's not the only thing that exists for truth, et cetera. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, it's, it's weird because I'll explain to my kids, you know, like, let's just take the age of the earth, for example, on one side, like it's 6,000 years old on the other side, it's, you know, billions of years old. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm okay with both. I'm not saying both are true, obviously, but my, my feeling is when I meet Jesus and we go to heaven, like he'll lay it all out. Like he's got the answers and I'm okay. Accepting that. Look, the Bible said it's done this way. And there's evidence that the world is 4 billion years old, 4 billion years old. And I'm okay with them both existing. I don't have to, I, I don't know. It, it's not, I know people like, like cling on to that, right? Like it has to be this, or it has to be that, or else it's all fake. And I'm like, I don't know, man, I'm okay with it. I, you know, I, I, I think a lot like, so right now I'm 44 years old. When I was 24 years old, I knew looking back at the time, I thought I had it all figured out right <laughs> like like i know what's going on i'm imagining myself at 64 years old looking back at 44 year old paul and thinking like he doesn't have it all figured out he doesn't know what's going on you know like he's got so much to learn so i don't i don't know i i don't want to make it sound like i said before i don't want to make it sound like i'm some kind of like christian monk and i've risen above the the doubt and whatnot but it just doesn't bother me i'm just you know i i believe I believe in the book. I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. And I don't it, like being wrong is not a big deal. You know, I, I don't know, you know, like a lot of people don't give money to homeless, to the homeless, right? Like some guy approaches you on the sidewalk, like, Hey, can I have five bucks? Like a lot of people don't, 
Why? Because they don't they don't know what he's going to buy it for. Like, I'm not going to give it to him unless he goes and buys a sandwich. If he goes and buys alcohol, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, you know what? If you give him the five dollars in the right spirit, it's fine. Like, it's OK. You know, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just it doesn't bother me. It's OK. I, I gave you the money and the spirit that it was intended. And if you go use it for whatever, like, that's not on me. You know, wow. and I kind of feel the same way with you know, all this stuff, especially the secondary issues. Now, if we're talking primary issues now, when people are like, like, oh, Jesus really didn't rise from the dead. You know, he was in a coma for three days, you know, where you get into that kind of stuff, like, mm, no, it all falls apart. <laughs> you know, if he wasn't like dead, dead and rose again. Um, but things that are secondary and tertiary, I'm, I'm more like, yeah, let's talk about it. So I don't, I don't feel this need to be right necessarily yeah. on those. And, and, I find having that, like people are way more open to talk. Like when you're just like, like, this is how it is. And I don't want to hear anything. I, I don't know. You just, I would rather have discussion than an argument. I guess I would say it like that. Like, yeah. like if you don't believe something that I believe, it's like, oh, you got information I don't have. Like, I want that information. <laughs> like, I want to know what you know. Um, and I'm not going to get it if I'm yelling at you, so to speak. Yeah. And I wonder if our struggle is that we make secondary tertiary issues, primary issues. Um, and that's why we have so much division battling over things when, you know, if we all believe that Jesus came, came to this earth to show us how to love, went back to heaven, and that's a basic, like why are we fighting about these other things? Um, and, and the reason why I'm so amazed, I know I'm prying a little bit, but it's like this space that you're in is really, really, it's a healthy space to be living in because I feel like we spend so much of our lives fighting, trying to prove something, trying to prove that the things I know, the things I've been taught is the all, is everything. And it has to be for everybody else. And my worldview needs to be for everybody else. And um, it's not okay just for me to have my own worldview, but like so-and-so needs to have it as well. And if they don't, then I have an issue with them, right? But it's this place where, you know, this, if we think we have it all, like that's, in, that's crazy for us to think that we have all the answers. Right. Or, or to approach it like that. That's the thing. Like, like, like I said, if, if, if I would rather have a discussion, like, what do you know? Like, let's compare that. And one of us doesn't have to be right. Like we can both grow through this. We can both learn through it. And that's, you know, I think the biggest thing, especially with social media, we know, <laughs> We know they're trying to get us angry on social media, right? So that that's the thing. We know Facebook, they, they've, they've told us they make more money when we're angry with each, with each other. We make more comments. We, we visit the site more often. We watch more ads. We buy more products. Like, duh, 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 duh. like they are trying to get us angry with each other. Um, and we don't have to play that game. I mean, that's one of the reasons, you know, I, I, I don't have like a written down set of values on how I run sketchy sermons, but one of the things, like, I, I try to stay away from the reaction type stuff, right? Like, like I want my stuff to be encouraging, you know, it, cause that's like the call outs and the, you know, now granted there are times where we're going to have to say things that upset people. Right. So I'm not, I'm not saying like, oh, let's just, you know, pretend nothing is wrong ever. Um, but it, it's really easy to find content to criticize and to rip apart and bring down, you know, like I'd mentioned the Mike Todd thing. Um, like he's not my pastor. I don't go to his church. Like I've got opinions on it, but 
is that what I want to live online? Is that what I want to put out there? Is that edifying, you know, from God's point of view for me? And it's not like, I would rather put out content, like, let's talk about it. Let's have a discussion, you know? And, and I think the comments section uh, kind of lives up to that. You know, when I go to other, um, you know, creators that I enjoy, especially the meme ones, like I, <laughs> I love the Christian meme stuff, but the comments are always so for the most part, kind of rough, right? <laughs> like it's just, just everybody just coming in and slam dunking on each other and it gets really rough. But a lot of my comments, people write really long discussion type comments. And I wish I could reply to them all. I could back in the day. I can't anymore. Um, but in most of the times it's really thought provoking. You know, there's times where I say stuff that, that I didn't even know was like offensive, or there's times where I post something that I didn't know was out of bounds. And people just kindly and thoughtfully like lay out their, their disposition. And, you know, I appreciate that. So, yeah, I think there's an element of, of social media, especially that tries to get us to do battle with each other. Um, but I love, gosh, I wish I could remember the pastor's name. I did, I, I did a sermon sketch of his like two years ago. And it was one of my favorite sermons, but it, it's all about how, like, as Christians, we really shouldn't be offended about almost anything. <laughs> like, like this world is going to pass away and it's going to be gone and we can spend our time getting upset about things. And, and I wish I could, I wish I could lay it out, but it was so impactful for, to me, the whole idea that, you know, people can put the offense out there, but you don't have to pick it up, you know, so to speak. Um, and that changed my entire worldview, even when people drive by and do, you know, I get some nasty comments every now and then as you, as you do online. And, and at first they kind of bother me, but now it's, you know, it's, it's such a like, oh, that's just, you know, the price of doing business or, or whatnot. So it's just what it is, I guess. I love that. I love that, Paul. That's, that's awesome. Um, it's truly inspiring just the approach to life and the things that exist outside in our own worldviews, our own mindsets. Um, I want you to unpack, I want you to unpack uh, what we kind of discussed a little bit before what you shared with me in one sentence, but your theme, what you've been learning about God for, for us, uh, if you could share that with us. Um, you said you've been learning and understanding that God is so much bigger than you ever expected. Um, what does that mean for you? Um, you know, I, I like how Tim Keller said it. He was like, I'm not going to hit it just right, but I, I drew it a little while ago, but it was like, God is more legalistic than you could ever expect and more liberal than you can possibly bear. Right? <laughs> like he's like, it's, it's just crazy on both ends. And, you know, I used to think God, and, and sometimes I think a lot of us do that. We get in that rut where God is this thing that we do, right? Like, Oh, I, I pray and I read my Bible and I tithe and like, check, 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 check. Um, but the relationship is so much bigger than that. This whole, you know, the, from the Bible to people, to the creation, you know, to all of it, it's like, there's this amazing world out here. And I think sometimes it's, it's, you know, because you're on your phone, you get so clamped down into it. Um, but God is so much bigger than all that. That's why the whole curiosity thing, you know, the, it's crazy to me, you know, sometimes I'll be in the car with my family and you're driving somewhere, right? And it's crazy to me, like we're all here right now. We all have all these experiences. We've all got mothers and fathers and relatives. We're all doing these different things. We're running these separate lives. And it's just the magnitude of it kind of gets to me sometimes, 
you know, so, sometimes when, you know, my, my, my son and I like to go running and we, we used to go out like really early in the morning when the sky was just full of stars. And it's just like, you go out there and it's, um, it's breathtaking. It's like, there's this entire universe that exists out there and God's playing in all of it. And we're stuck here and we only get this little, this little peephole that we can see through. Right. And it's, you know, and I don't want it to make it sound like I'm worshiping the creation and not the creator. Cause that's not it at all. But, you know, sometimes I think we just get so wrapped into our own lives, our own problems and our own things and our own blah, 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 that we forget that there's this amazing being out there that made it all and wants to talk to us. Like, it's just, I don't know, even as I'm describing it, I'm like, how is this possible? Like in what world does this, you know, does this whole story exist? So I don't know. I, I think, so when talking about theme, the curiosity part of it, I think that's what helps open up that feeling, you know, not like, not this idea that I've got all the answers, I've got it all figured out, here's how it works, blah, 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 but more that there's just an immense amount of stuff to enjoy and to learn about, and we'll never get to it all, but it'll be worth it in the end. Wow, that's, that's beautiful. And I think sometimes that can feel overwhelming how big God is, because it would feel I think in a sense nicer if we just knew that in this book that we call the Bible, this book, and that's all God is. It does answers from Genesis to Revelation, boom, that's God. You know, that'd be, I... be kind of simple, right? Um, <laughs> and it might feel nice, uh, but it to encourage is that God isn't limited to that. You know, I was talking, I was doing Bible study with some of my youth and like just reading the end of some of the gospels, and it's like the Jesus did so much more. And like that alone just always gets me because it's like, huh, there's more to God that I can't even understand. I don't even know. And it's like, I will never know those actually what those stories are, but that encourages me to, to, to know that I'll never fully have it all. And I think yes. that's a good place to be. And I think it's a safe place to be in because when we feel like we have it all, when we start fighting, like we've talked about, we want to defend so badly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. That's such a great way to say it. And yeah, yeah. It's just even that idea. I, lo I love how you just said that. It's like, like everything Jesus did, we don't know. <laughs> we just know what they wrote down. Like yeah. that's, that's all we could get. That's all they got is just that mm -hmm. little bit. And it's like that, that wasn't everything that wasn't yeah. at all. Like who knows what he did? Who knows what see other sees he parted or what other miracles he did even on his own. Like, that's just the stuff that, that, we read about so yeah yes. I, I love that just that whole idea and the same thing like that that's why i really love like especially the weird stuff in the old testament when you're talking about angels and stuff like that i would i always talk with my son about it and we're like like maybe the spiritual realm is the the english language is insufficient to describe the things it's trying to describe you know <laughs> like when it's talking about like oh an angel has got like four wings and rings made of eyes and and it's like yeah, it, it's you're you're using the wrong language. Like we we don't have the spirit language yet to <laughs> to talk about. And it, it's like when we talk about stuff, it's amazing, and it's like that's going to be our home someday. Like what? <laughs> it doesn't even make sense. So, that's yeah, awesome. no, I I love that. Yeah, just like you said, it's like there's so much to enjoy, and that's where the arguing part gets so limiting because it's like instead of enjoying and exploring and figuring out, which which I would think 
is the idea, right? It's the worship. It's the, it's the trying to be holy. It's not the, like, I'm trying to be right. Right. Like if you're just trying to be right, then, you know, are you trying to be holy? Are you fighting for God? Are you fighting Mm. for yourself? Cause Mm. you know, like uh, there's there's some issues there for sure. To seek to be holy over being right. That's yes. That's huge. That's a quote. That should be. <laughs> write that down. Like, that's a that's Love a Ben that. quote. <laughs> um, Paul, just thank you again for so much for just taking time to share with us here at the Oracle Podcast. Um, really, just in closing, if there's someone listening and they're uh, on this journey of trying to figure out what is primary and what is secondary and what is tertiary in this whole understanding of this limitless and god that we will never fully be able to grasp just in just simply um where should they start as they try to filter and categorize what's important wow that's a big question um we're talking about we're talking about like a person of faith right like they like they've they're saved they're in the kingdom yeah man i i would just almost change your attitude because it's almost like stepping into a river right and you're trying to like catch all the stuff coming through and it's like it's not going to happen like just enjoy being in the river let it all wash over you um and and catch what you can catch you know that that's the whole thing with the creative process with the curiosity process like there's a little bit of discipline there right like it's not going to instinctively happen like watching seven seasons of some show on Netflix is what instinctively happens, but the intentional effort to say there is an amazing God out there and he's got something for me, right? Like, like he is holy and he designed me and he built me for this moment. And there's something out there and I can worship him somehow in my own way. Um, and just staying with that. I, like I said, I'm 44 years old. I didn't start doing this till like my late thirties. Right. So it wasn't like, like, Oh, I got the thing I'm doing it. Like, this is what I was meant for. And I don't even know if this is the end, right? Like, I don't know if I'm going to be 64 still making sketchy sermons. Like I'm enjoying it. That would be pretty cool. (laughs) I'm not going to lie, but I don't know, you know, so we'll see where, where God takes it. But yeah, I would say for anybody who who is interested, like, just stay curious, you know, God's got so much to show you and he's got so, so much to show all of us. And there's so much to him. Like we couldn't, again, like I, it's almost like when we do meet him, like what things are we going to see that just, I, I don't know. I just can't even comprehend. 